I think MI is a really interesting point in the widest possible sense. So there's loads to cover there. I think the very first thing to say is every transaction will have something called due di- financial due diligence. Mm-hmm. Financial due diligence is a painstaking exercise where buyers pay people to look at their financials, turn them upside down, give them a good shake and see what falls out. They ask for a huge amount of information. And then I'm going to overlay over that another factor, which is that for deals to happen, they need something called momentum. Mm-hmm. Transactions are long and difficult processes sometimes. And if you lose momentum, you only increase the risk that something happens during the period of the transaction that changes things fundamentally and can either reduce value or eliminate it entirely if it makes the deal not happen. So the first and most important thing about MI, I'd say, is before starting on the journey of a sale, you need to be in a position where your MI is produced, it's accurate, it's timely, and it covers the right things that buyers are going to want to look at. Mm-hmm. So that's the very first thing. I think, I think in addition to that as well, when you're going through a, a sale process... When people are talking about high multiples, mm. high multi- a multiple is um, the expectation of that evaluation is based on the expectation of future earnings of the business. Yeah. For the majority of owner managed businesses, the, the reason why historic figures are used is because the past is the best guide to the, the guide to the future. Businesses that are growing and are, are performing at a very high level against enterprise value drivers and are consequently growing at 20, 30, 40% a year, pretty often can can evidence why they're growing. They've got KPIs, which are showing lead indicators rather than than lag indicators. So when we're going through a sales sales process and we're speaking to acquirers, we can be evident, we're pretty confident about what the number's going to be doing because we can see that the, the metrics are all green rather than finding out at the end six weeks after every month end when the management accounts how the business how the business is business is performing and so i think that has one of two two impacts the first is that um you can be confident at the, the how you are how you are trading and can and, and can make changes accordingly in, in real time secondly it gets the particularly if you're growing it means that the, the numbers that you, you are valued off at, at the deal completion can be as close to close as, as possible rather than on your last financial year when you're likely to be sm- when you're likely to be smaller yeah so it's a real deal imp- a real value cash in pocket impact of good mi well yeah i mean if you actually unpack what a multiple is <laughs> the reality is people are never really when people hear these big high double digits sometimes, multiples, let's say 10 times earnings. Buyers are never really paying 10 years worth of profits to a vendor for a business, mm-hmm. for the kind of businesses we're talking about, which are small, medium enterprises. When they're paying those 10 times multiples, they're really paying a much lower multiple of something that they're certain will be a much higher profit number in the future. Mm-hmm. So the more your MI supports that growth story, can make them feel comfortable about the quality of income and the prospects of the business, the more chance you've got of getting that high multiple because you're giving them certainty about the future. So <clears throat> MI isn't just historic accounts monthly or annually, it's 
to do with uh, having the right sort of lead indicators to help you drive the business and be able to say with authority to a potential buyer, these are our lead indicators, mm -hmm. but if you, if you do look backwards, you'll see that they're correct. We PR, successfully predict what's going to happen. PR firms are very good at this. They've normally got pretty good indication a year in advance of, what, 70, 80% of their revenue? Yeah. You know, so if you then look at the churn that they have and the new business activity that they win and you layer that over it, you can get a very accurate read, probably of a two, three years out, what they should be doing and get quite comfortable with those forecasts. And if those forecasts are delivering significantly higher profit numbers in the future than in the past, you've probably got a much better view mm -hmm. and a much better chance of a higher multiple than a business that is stable or even at risk of shrinking. I think the other thing as well is being able to deliver that information in a very timely manner. Nothing slows processes or potentially derails processes, as, as, as Dan says, as a lack of momentum. So if an acquirer is asking you for your, we're, in the, we're on the 3rd of May now, if somebody asks, you, asks for your, your numbers to the end of April um, and it takes you to the middle of June to be able to deliver them, then an acquirer is going to get pretty bored pretty quickly unless there's a, uh, yeah. um, unless there's a, f a really good reason for them not to. I remember being told by our lawyer at the time, it was Joe Evans of Lewis Silkin, who said, don't forget that due diligence is in part a test of the management. So we had myself and another partner taken off of day-to-day -day work and someone from the accounts department taken off day-to-day -day work. All we did was due diligence. And it paid off because we were told that we were responding amongst the fastest they were used to, and that was that was good news. Yeah, I mean, I completed a deal in March where we went from heads to completion in six weeks. Yeah, and got through DD in six weeks, which is ambitious but can be achieved. The, the one thing I'd say though, in response to that, is there is a risk if you are having to pull people off day-to-day -day business to do due diligence that there's a real risk that what we call taking your eye off the ball absolutely and getting distracted by the transaction and then trading suffering yeah and then that then opens up potential for buyers to come back and go well why is your trading off Indeed. are you not going to perform as well as do we need to adjust value for this and so it's much better rather than being at that point and having to do it than actually doing the preparation in advance so that you, we already know i could tell you today for what, what buyers would ask you in a year's time about your business and what they'll look into a due diligence. So there's no reason that can't be prepared today.